Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is late night, Stephen for Henry. He was in earlier today. By the way, highlights from all our programs available on the Odyssey app. Use the rewind feature. It's really cool, and it's free. Coming up in a little bit, uh, my chat with Katie Smith, Link's assistant or associate head coach, Sylvia Fowles night, uh, Friday night at Target Center. And the playoffs still in play with two to go. Seattle in town Friday night. They finish at Connecticut. And based on what I've seen, they win their final two, and they're in. So really extraordinary after a 3-13 and start. If they do win their final two, they'll still be under 500 and get into the playoffs, but that would be quite a turnaround. But one of the all-time greats in the WNBA, Sylvia Fowles, playing her last home regular season game on Friday night at Target Center against Seattle. Twins get back at it Friday night. They'll play the Angels in Anaheim. Our coverage begins at 8. Uh, first pitch at about 8.40 tomorrow night here in the home of the Twins. They're a game and a half behind Cleveland. Uh, big doings at Allianz Field. The MLS All-Star game was in town. And the MLS All-Stars beat Liga MX 2-1 to one last night. I caught part of that. And uh, looks like they put on a good show. Allianz Field is a gem and Dayton St. Clair uh, was a factor in all of that. I believe uh, uh, most valuable player in that match last night. Hammer your thoughts on uh, MLS All-Star Week in uh, St. Paul. Well, first of all, I think the uh, Twin Cities did a fantastic job putting on the game and everything with all the events going on. I read stories where people were flying in that didn't know the, thing were going, the uh, game was even happening, but when they discovered that, they actually bought tickets to go to the event, so... I think they show so much soccer's growing here and everything. My biggest takeaway is how much the gap is closed between the uh, United States and Mexico in terms of uh, professional soccer. Because this is a thing where, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, we don't struggle against Liga MX and their all-stars. And now we're beating them, and we're beating them consistently here. And you look back at that, and you look at how the uh, win over Everton a couple weeks ago in the international friendly or so. I mean, soccer is becoming very competitive here in the United States. I mean, I they, I know we still have a long ways to go or so, but right now it's probably on par with like maybe the uh, third tier of English football, which is not really a bad place to be for American soccer at this point. 
Yeah, it really is extraordinary. And I think Adrian Heath had some comments, and and I heard some quotes where where he discussed that when when he came over to Major League Soccer and got involved. It was kind of like you know this league has a long way to go. And as they've added clubs and they've uh, developed their own talent and and signed players, you know, they're, they're just no question. It's it's not on par with with the the top leagues in Europe. There, there's no question about that. You brought up, for instance, you know, the Premier League. It's not on par with that, or you know, the 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 top league in Italy or in the top league in you know, it, it's just not. But it's certainly headed in the right direction, and they they continue to make inroads when it comes to television. And we all know, based on the NFL model and the NBA model, and you've got the NHL and MLB, and you know television drives it. And now they're they're to the point now where they are are getting TV deals that allow them to generate the kind of money where they're going to continue to improve their talent. And you brought the most important thing as TV-wise and everything, not just for Major League Soccer, but soccer in general. I mean, yes. I remember growing up as a kid, the only time I ever watched soccer on TV was when the World Cup was being held, and that was every four years. And then, you know, eventually we had the World Cup here, so we finally started our own pro league. And the mistake MLS made early on was they tried playing these football stadiums thinking people would show up for their games or so. And it's one thing to fill out giant stadium for a World Cup match between Hungary and Bulgaria when you have teams at the top level of the country playing each other. It's another game between the uh, Metro Stars and D.C. United back then where basically people don't know a lot of the players yet. So there's some early growing pains. But I think the fact that soccer being televised with ESPN showing Champions League's game in the afternoon, eventually early EPL games on Saturday, then NBC take over the EPL package, where every game practically on TV are now streaming. And now you see like ESPN pick up the Bundesliga where they show German games. Like last Saturday, they had the opening game between Bayer Leverkusen and Borussia Dortmund. I mean, that would just be unfathomable years ago to think they'd be showing a German league game on TV, but they're doing that now. And the younger generation of kids, they see that soccer, they actually can make a living playing professional soccer. Well, it's here across the seas or so, and I think that's really due to the growth of the sport. And the other factor, too, is that the games, you know if they're playing, it's two hours long. You know, you're not going to be there all night like you would in a baseball game. You, I mean, yeah. the, the people are always moving. There's constantly action on the field going. I mean, there may have been a lot of scoring to a lot of people's liking, but there's always something going on where they're trying to set plays or so or their ball's moving or people are in position or so. I mean, it's not boring to watch by any means. Well, and, and here, you, you bring up the time commitment. What, what do you hear more often than not when, when a movie comes out and it gets really good reviews? A lot of people will say, yeah, it was really good, but it was like three hours. Or it was three hours and 15 minutes. Or it was two hours and 45 minutes. I, I'm telling you. And it's one thing to have one NFL game a week. It's three hours. But you can almost set your watch that an NFL game that kicks off at noon or in the late window at 325, it's going to go about three hours. Sunday night football kicks off at what, about 725? About 1030, the game's over. I mean, so there's a three-hour commitment once a week for your NFL club. And NBA, NHL, you go to a ton of games over at the X. Yeah. I, I've been over to the X for, for games over the years. I've been to Target Center for Timberwolves games. You know, they, they, they drop the puck at about 7.10. They, they tip it off at about 7.10. By about 9.30, you know, barring overtime, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. 
And and to me, you know, circling back to MLB, that is something that at the highest levels of the sport, the owners, the the the, the, the people that own these teams that, that are, you know, the, the guardians of the game, if you will, they have got to be talking about the length of these games. And They're, they have been. I mean, Rob Manfred's made a point to try to speed up the game. I mean, that's the reason why when a relief pitcher comes in now, he has to face at least three batters or finish out the inning so you don't have all these pitching changes delaying things. That's why you're talking about pitch clock. The problem with Major League Baseball is that, you know, the game has no clock, so it depends on the pitcher getting the batter out. So if yeah. you don't have a quality pitcher or quality hitter, I mean, you might be there for a while. Uh, the other sport I think that struggles with time also is college football. I mean, how many times have we sat down for a gopher oh. game and realized it's going three and a half hours? Now, if you're there working the broadcast, you pay by the hour. This is great. You love that. But if you're a fan of the game or so, I mean, you may be there for an 11 o'clock game, and you may not get out there until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, college football games are too damn long. And you know the one thing you could change? The, the fact that, you know, they stop the clock to move the sticks is just ridiculous. You know, and – there's there's way too many clock stoppages in college football, and they throw replay and, and that, and everything. That that could easily be eliminated. Yeah, easily be eliminated, and and I think it is a factor because I go back and it and ultimately it's like the movies because it is but entertainment. But also look at our generation growing up or so. I mean, we didn't have all these gadgets or technology here, so our attention. I mean, like. We grew up, you had like maybe three or four channels, they eventually cable TV where, okay, there's a game on. Well, that's what I'm watching because I don't have anything else to do right now. Well, now that I have a game on, I can be on Twitter scrolling. I can be checking Instagram or whatnot. I mean, I have so many things vying for my attention right now that yep. I'm not going to sit through a three-hour game all the time. And you know, a lot of the younger kids, they just don't have that attention span that we had back growing up either, which is why soccer is more appealing because you know they're there for two hours, you know the game wraps up, you're done, you move on with your day. Yeah, a- absolutely. And I think the fact that it's – it's a tidy package in a two-hour window, you know, and, and once again, most movies, you know, the goal is if we can keep this thing to two hours. Now, if the director says, nope, I insist, you know, this, this is a masterpiece, it's got to be three hours. But, you know, once again, yeah, it was good, but it was a little long. Yeah. I mean, how often do you hear that when you talk to someone about a movie? I mean, and that. It's entertainment, and that translates to sports. And I think MLB has been ignoring that for too long. The games are, the regular season games are too long. They're too long. I mean, the uh, Cubs-Reds game tonight in Iowa, that got down about 9.45 p.m. I mean, what time did that start tonight? 6.30, 6.15? Yeah. I, so, so there's, it, there's an example like right I there. Say, now the expectation is, is that your average Major League Baseball game is three hours. It's 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 a three hour commitment. Now I like the fact that the Twins, for instance, on weeknights, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night games are, are six forty starts. I like that, but it still doesn't change the fact that you know you can start the game at six forty and you can still be at the ballpark at ten o'clock uh, watching a game. There have been plenty of times here on final pitch where Henry and I have not got the show till like ten thirty, eleven o'clock, even though it's a six forty start, and the game hadn't gone to extra innings. Yeah. And and I, I just think that that is something that more seriously needs to address. And is that seven-inning games? I don't know. The purists would hate that. No, you can't do I, that. I'm not sure I'm on board with that either. I'm out on that one. Yeah. I mean, maybe for doubleheaders I could see it, but not for regular season games, no. Yeah, but it, it is an issue. And getting back to the MLS, you know, you, you know what your commitment is. 
That is for sure. So MLS uh, beat Liga MX 2-1 to last night. Good show at Allianz. They really did a nice job. And, and that stadium, they really did it right. It, it is it has definitely made its mark already on uh, the, the sporting landscape, not only here, but I, I think the profile of Allianz Field is, is way up there. It's got to be one of the elite facilities in MLS. I, would, I cool. agree with you on that, yes. Uh, quick break, 11-16. Uh, we visited with Katie Smith, associate head coach of the Minnesota Lynx. We talked about the playoff picture. They are still alive in spite of a 3-13 and start. They have two to go. Uh, including a game with Seattle at Target Center tomorrow night. And at Sylvia Falls night, they're going to honor one of the all-time greats. All of that with Katie Smith coming up on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Late night, Steve in for Henry. The Hammer Craig Schrepfer is our producer. Coming up following the news and weather at midnight, my favorite space and science writer, Robert Zimmerman, will join us. Uh, we'll talk web, telescope, SpaceX, of course. Uh, the big SLS rocket uh, could launch here in August. That's that huge NASA rocket that's going to send an unmanned ship around the moon, and that could happen yet this summer. So we'll get into all of that once again uh, with, with Bob funneling the news and weather at midnight, his website behind the black. Uh, football season underway with training camp. Preseason games starting in earnest, the Vikes and Raiders. And the big news for the Vikes right now, and, and I would say beyond the Irv Smith Jr. injury, Kirk Cousins' illness today is the other big story so far out of training camp. Hammer, wouldn't you agree that, that the Kirk Cousins news today certainly moved the meter? It's definitely notable because you want to make sure Kirk is healthy going into the season. And I think just a matter of like when it returns to camps, what people are watching right now. I mean, I don't think anyone expects to play against Vegas on Sunday. If he no. did play, it'd be like only a series probably. But just, uh, you know, it's health general because I mean, we all know he's not vaccinated. And, and Grant, we don't know if this is COVID-related or not. They haven't said yeah, what the issue no is. But, I mean, you know, last year he missed a key game because of an illness because he got COVID. And you're hoping that's not the case again. So it's something we have to keep an eye on. Yeah. And at this point with with illness, they're going to keep him away. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he doesn't travel to Vegas. I don't think he gets on that plan at all. Yeah. I, there's no, there's no think, reason to. Yeah. And probably not going to play. You're not going to see the marquee players, the frontline players on both sides of the ball playing this game out in Vegas. And, and, and honestly, it, Steve, if I'm a Minnesota Viking fan, I want to see a lot of Kellen Munn this game. I want to see Absolutely. what he learned under Kevin O'Connell if he made any jumps from last year. Well, and it, here's the thing about Mon. Um, he was drafted by the previous regime. Yes. And it, it was not you know difficult to to figure out that Mike Zimmer did not like Kellen Mon. No. And and didn't have a lot of confidence in him. So so we'll see, you know, if he gets another opportunity. And let's face it, um, a backup quarterback is is only important when you need a backup quarterback. And the one thing you can say about Kirk Cousins, you brought up COVID, he has, beyond that, been very durable. That That is one thing you can say about yes. Kirk Cousins. He does answer the bell, and he has been durable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, him, him missing games is something you don't have to be concerned with at all. And, you know, getting back to Munn and everything, I mean, you know, if Cousins is gone or so, I think I'd rather see Munn in there than Mannion. I mean, nothing is Sean Mannion, but we know what Sean Mannion is. We know what he's capable of. 
I want to see what Munn can do because that's going to impact whether or not the Vikings, how they address the quarterback position next year because it's still signed for two more years. I mean, do you find your next quarterback or do you feel you've got on the roster? I mean, that depends on one plays, I think. And, and here's the problem with all of that. You, you get the sense that ownership has no interest in a flat-out rebuild. I mean, they made that crystal clear. They made they don't have to. Change. They, they, got, they got rid of Rick Spielman. They got rid of uh, Mike Zimmer. Uh, they made a complete change. New general manager, new head coach. They have, they have no interest in that right now. But they also have, you know, Kirk Cousins has give them, given them stability. But th- I think it's fair to say, and, and I'm not trying to beat on Kirk Cousins at all, it's just at this point in his career, he is what he is. Yes, he's put up good numbers, but he's a 500 quarterback. I, I, I just don't think he's one of those players that is I, is ever going to elevate a team. I said this before he signed here in Minnesota. His ceiling is he'll get you seven to ten wins, maybe a playoff game. He'll put up a lot of fancy stats, but at the end of the season, you ask yourself, where are my victories? And that's what it has been. I mean, you know, he's put up a lot of great numbers or so. Sure. But you look at the numbers, you figure, oh, this team should be a juggernaut. Instead, they're fighting for a wild card spot. And I think that's part of the reason why the Vikings aren't interested in a rebuild, because you look at the division. I mean, okay, the Packers are clearly the team to be in the NFC North every year in and year out. As long as they have the Rodgers at quarterback, that's the case. But the Bears are constantly trying to figure out who they are. The Lions have been rebuilding since 1957. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> But, but like like you said earlier in the program off the air, yeah. and I think it's one of the great comments, if Jared Goff is able to lead the Lions to the Super Bowl in a Super Bowl victory, you know, obviously Hall of Fame, you know, what, 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 else, what else do you do? Uh, you know, do you retire his jersey? Absolutely. I think you shut down the league. <laughs> yeah. If the Lions win the Super Bowl, it might happen. I mean, that I, I, I can't even fathom that. But I, We're getting I, ahead of ourselves here, though. But I, I think back to the, the Minnesota Vikings in, in the situation with, with Kirk Cousins, and here we are in August. It just has the feeling, yes, they change coaches. Yes, they change general managers. Yes, they brought in some different players defensively. But for the most part, for the most part, this is still the same football team. And I just think expecting that a coaching change and maybe a different scheme defensively and a different playbook offensively is all of a sudden going to turn this into a team that's going to overtake Green Bay and you're going to win a division and go on a deep playoff run, that's a stretch. Because we, we talked with Matthew Collar from Purple Insider. This is one of the things that, that Matthew Collar, and, and he spends a lot of time yes, he does. breaking this team down. They, they still don't have a lot of depth. Their margin for error is very slim. Yeah, I, they, I, go on. No, I, I go ahead, Hammer. But I mean, his point, and I agree with it one hundred percent. They they just don't have a lot of margin for error. Everything has to go right for them to have a chance to contend for this division, and, and for that matter, even get into the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think this year, basically, the whole season is basically Kevin O'Connell, you know, implementing his scheme, 
try to figure out who fits, who doesn't, and basically just learn how to coach on the fly. Because let's face it, he's never been a head coach in the NFL. He's been a coordinator, so he's ran an offense. This is his first coaching job. I and mean, there's a huge difference between being a coordinator and being a head coach. So Kyle's be learning on the flyer, so we're going to figure out what works, what doesn't. I expect some growing pains this year. Could they be a wildcard team? Yeah, it's possible. More likely, probably similar to what happened last year. Yeah, I, I, I just, at, at the moment right now, and it has nothing to do with Kirk Cousins' illness. It's happening at a good time. It's a good thing that it, he, he isn't feeling crummy on Labor Day, the final day of the state fair, and is missing practice, and now there, there's some you know, worry about his availability for the opener against Green Bay at U.S. Bank Stadium. I mean, if if he's going to get sick, now's the time for Kirk Cousins. But I still get back to the one thing that, that Collar brings up, and it's such a good point. On both sides of the ball, you lose one of your yeah. keys, and it goes beyond Cousins. You know, you, you get a key injury on either side of the ball, and you can say this about a lot of NFL teams. But for the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, they've got to really have some good luck on the injury front I think one this more, season to get to the playoffs. I think also one of the telling things also in training camp from what I've heard from Matthew and other people is that Garrett Bradbury's had his troubles at center. Yep. And absolutely. it looks like that may not be the long-term center they're hoping they would be when he got drafted. And, you know, if your center is having trouble there, you're in trouble moving the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And that the offensive line, this is another thing yeah. uh, when I was in for Mike Max on Wednesday night that I brought up. It, it's funny that you don't have to be even a hardcore Viking fan to realize that offensive line's been their Achilles heel yeah. for years now. That <laughs> that year in, year out, it's kind of like they, they've patched it together. They've tried to do it on the cheap. They've tried to find... And now they invest a first-round pick in Bradbury, and, and Bradbury, more games than not, is just getting steamrolled in the middle. Yeah, I mean, the, the tackle position, I feel good about Brian O'Neill at right tackle. Uh, Derek Sons will be healthy this year at left tackle, so hopefully that will be better. And having Ezra Cleveland next to him will probably be good. But, you know, Bradbury's had his trouble at center. And yeah. at right guard, I mean, it's between like Jesse Davis and Ed Ingram from what I've read. So we don't know who the guy is there. and We'll probably have a better idea, hopefully, after this game of who's headed that. But... I mean, you've got two questionable marks that fit the line right now, and that's not a recipe for success. Yeah, and once again, you know, the Kirk Cousins thing that, that broke on Thursday is kind of like, okay, you know, better now in in early August than in late August or early September. So that'll sort itself out. But it, it just still is, you know, how is this going to play out? Now, I, I want to get a quick thought. How are you feeling right now about your club, Seattle? I will say the best case scenario is a repeat of the 2011 season where you finished seven and nine, but we're in just about every game. And the, of course, you know we trade away our franchise quarterback this year for reasons I still don't understand. And right now it's between Geno Smith and Drew Locke. It looks like Geno Smith's ahead. Uh, the key for Seattle is this: if we don't turn over the ball at quarterback, if we can run the ball and we can make tackles or so, I think we can be competitive game in and game out. I don't think we're good enough to win double digits this year. I think seven wins is probably our ceiling or so. So seven and ten this year. Yeah, if if we get seven or ten wins, I'll be happy with that because I don't expect much from my squad right now. Yeah. All right. And I keep my expectations low, so I'm pleasantly surprised at the end of the year, I hope. Yeah, and you know, here on on one end you, you can make a case 
for 7 and 10 for the Vikes, or on the flip side, if everything goes well on the injury front and they stay really healthy, it could squeeze out nine yeah. or even ten wins. I mean, I think ten wins is their ceiling, whether they get there yeah, or not. Or I so, agree. But like, I think they finish in, if they stay healthy. I think Minnesota finishes within the seven or ten range, and that might be good enough for a wild card spot. Now it's uh, three wild card teams in the uh, conference. Yeah, uh, quick break. We'll come back. We'll have uh, some scores. Uh, twins lose a little ground to Cleveland. Uh, the Guardians beat Detroit in extra innings. We'll have that. Uh, the White Sox continue to struggle. They. They, they take t- two steps forward and three steps back, and uh, they're, they're having their problems. So we'll get into that in a moment. At midnight, all the news, and then Robert Zimmerman, my favorite space and science writer, coming up here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Late night, Stephen for Henry. The Hammer Craig Schrepfer is our producer. Twins idol on Thursday. They're back at it Friday night. Three game series with the Angels after. Two tough games in L.A. with the Dodgers, and the Dodgers continue to roll. You look at you know, what they've done. With that win over the Twins on Wednesday night, uh, they are playing 700 ball, uh, 700 winning percentage. And that That's extremely impressive, and the run differential is just off the charts. Uh, for the L.A. Dodgers. So the Twins get the Angels. been a tough year for the L.A. Angels. Shohei Otani, uh, you know, one of the top players in the game. Some would say the most talented player in the game with with what, what he can do with the bat and what, what he can do on the mound. Uh, by the way, uh, Twins and Angels, once again, our coverage begins at 8 Friday night. First pitch at about 8.40. Now the Twins... Didn't get the best news on Thursday because uh, Cleveland won again. They beat the Tigers, uh, the final 4-3 to three in 10 innings. A uh, little good news for the Twins as Kansas City beat the Chicago White Sox 5-3 to three in the White Sox back at 500 at 56-56. and 56. And a quick check of the standing show that it is Cleveland leading Minnesota by a game and a half. So the Twins took over first on April 24th, and have been in first place ever since. Now it's Cleveland by a game and a half at 59-52. and 52. The White Sox sit three and a half back. At the moment, Houston 11 clear of Seattle. Uh, New York 10 clear of Toronto in the American League East. And the Yankees struggling as of late. Two and eight in their last ten. They've dropped two in a row. And then over in the East, the Mets lead Atlanta by seven. Uh, St. Louis leading Milwaukee by a half game, uh, but the Brewers hanging in there, and the L.A. Dodgers 16 clear of San Diego. And, Hammer, I haven't asked you about this real quick here before the end of the hour. Um, Brewers in the hater trade. Do you hate the hater trade? Not one bit. Oh. Not one bit. See, Josh Hader was a very valuable player for the Milwaukee Brewers as a closer, but I think one of the reasons this deal got made is because Devin Williams emerges as a setup guy. And quite frankly, why would you pay $60 million to a closer when you have a guy there making less money that can do, get thrills just as easily as Hader can? And plus, you, you look at Hader, I mean, for as good as he is, he has moments where, you know, he's just not as sharp. We saw the walk-off against the Twins where Moran hit the three-run shot earlier this year. You saw in the playoffs where Freeman hit the home run last year for the Atlanta to knock the Brewers out of the postseason. And two years ago where Juan Soto hit the one down the line to knock the Brewers yep. out against Washington. Hader's not invincible, so I don't hate the deal that much at all. All right. Well, the Brewers uh, hanging in there, half game back 
behind the Redbirds. All the news, all the weather at midnight. My favorite space and science writer, Robert Zimmerman, coming up. Following that news and weather here on CCO. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.